When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, Bradley is going to educate all of us on what's up with Matt Lauer. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Ah. Okay, so Bradley, um, Matt Lauer is back in the on the scene. I know. I saw this story. You know, it's funny how we react to things. Let me just give you the headline. We'll back it up and explain what this is all about. So Matt Lauer penned an op-ed on media mediaite 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 uh, dot com, and it says Matt Lauer colon why Ronan Farrow is indeed too good to be true. Now, that's a a headline in a response to uh, another headline in the New York Times recently by a gentleman named Ben Smith, who wrote a a piece called uh, The Media Equation, Is Ronan Farrow Too Good to Be True? So Matt Lauer takes the moment to respond uh, via this op-ed to the notion that perhaps Ronan Farrow is indeed too good to be true. Now, let's back it up real quick and just um, tell people what they might be talking about in terms of Ronan Farrow. Do you want to maybe remind people what Ronan Farrow made headlines for doing recently so, last year? So Ronan Farrow was the author of a book that essentially exposed all of the activity behind the scenes at NBC that covered for Matt Lauer and his... Wait, was Matt Lauer included in that? Yeah, so there were like two yeah. chapters, I think, where Matt Lauer was a part. It was mostly about Harvey Weinstein, right. but it also talked about NBC, NBC's relationship with Harvey Weinstein. But then NBC, insofar as um, Matt Lauer's concerned, and specifically one woman who accuses him of rape. And what was the name? Catch and Kill. That's and the kill. name of yep. the, the Ronan Farrow book um, that he published. And so that is no doubt what Matt Lauer, what's stuck in his craw. So he he takes this moment to write this op-ed. Now, he says that he wanted to write this op-ed a lot sooner, um, but for a number of reasons, that didn't happen. He focuses this uh, piece on the allegations made by Brooke Nevels, and that's the woman who we talked about on this show who accuses him mm-hmm. of rape, assault or rape. Um, and it's a long, just tawdry story. It took place, uh, some of the events took place at the Sochi Olympics. You'll remember that particularly heinous story right yeah uh where he she had gone to his uh hotel room to retrieve her press credentials and he forced himself on her um in a very in a very aggressive way way yeah and she claims that it was rape so there are those allegations he reported on those but matt lauer is like i'm not even gonna debate 
the allegations because then it's just a he said she said although he does throughout say like this never happens she's not telling the truth and her character is suspect and he does all of these things that he says he's not really doing in this piece but i will say the focus of this particular op-ed by matt lauer um focuses on the weaknesses of ronan farrow's journalism and he goes through in a pretty uh pretty specific way sort of taking pieces of Ronan Farrow's quote reporting and pointing out why it's faulty and um, he he points out things that are actually not true but then also says there are open questions that were never um, addressed or investigated um, from his book and he goes through these point by point Um, so for example um, and he does it like by page numbers let me just give you an example a glaring lack of confirmation, page 387. Ronan suggests that Brooke Neville's accusations against me are valid because, he writes, Neville's told, quote, like a million people about Lauer. She told her inner circle of friends. She told colleagues and superiors at NBC. She was never inconsistent. And she made the seriousness of what happened clear. Then Matt says, well, does Ronan offer any proof of this claim? Does he say he confirmed the story with any of those friends or colleagues oh. that she claims about the seriousness? Um, and he says, no, he does not. Now, he goes through a number of other of these, and, and you can sort of make your own judgments accordingly about what you think. Um, and then I will say what me, uh, what media I does very well is say, you know, we actually vetted all of these... Um, Here's the editor's note at the beginning of this piece. After Matt Lauer submitted this piece, a response to Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill, editors independently fact-checked the accounts of four witnesses and subjects that he spoke to and cites in the piece, all confirmed in early February that his account was accurate. His account being Ronan Farrow's? No, Matt, Matt Lauer's. Lauer's. So they're saying, we took oh, this op-ed it, from it, Matt Lauer, and we, we are not just going to reprint this here. We actually fact-checked what he alleges the people... Because he, he actually contacts a number of the people that um, Ronan Farrow didn't and asks them what their account was. Now, you can judge for yourself what right. you think their account means or why they said things the way they said. However, I will say that at least media i did its its due diligence and says actually what matt lauer's uh saying can be backed up by the people who he alleges said it this is so interesting because what what you see here honestly is what happens when two journalists go head to head yeah uh, on a story and mm-hmm. uh, you know unfortunately or fortunately i i don't know which one um or just it it just is what it is. Um, Matt Lauer happens to be the subject of the story, but he still is apparently looking at it through a journalistic lens and saying, here's what's wrong with the way that Ronan Farrow reported this from a journalistic standpoint. Yeah. Now, you have to add to that that he is part of the story. So, of course, he's going to also try to cover his own butt. Well, but he's using his journalistic ethics in order to do that. Absolutely. And he does say... That Ronan Farrow cannot look at this issue um, through sort of uh, non-biased eyes because he is connected to the story in a number of ways. And these are criticisms that have been lodged against Ronan Farrow before. But what's interesting is, but so is Matt Lauer. Right. Which so, that's, that is interesting but, that he didn't have that uh, reflective Exactly. But that's where and I, I then say, well, at least the organization that published this op-ed did their due diligence and what what 
uh, Matt Lauer is alleging is that, you know, the people responsible for the book Catch and Kill did not do the same level because one of the things that Ronan Farrow has said all along in his reporting is that they vigorously fact-checked everything, and he's pointing out a number of places he doesn't believe that's the case. Now, you don't have to take Matt Lauer's word for that, um, which is why I would then recommend people read... um, the New York Times piece, uh, the Ben Smith piece, because that is a broader conversation with somebody who perhaps is not uh, as biased, Mm -hmm. of course, as Matt Lauer. But at the end of the day, I don't even like, because I found myself getting to the end of Matt Lauer's piece going, well, that was interesting, but that doesn't change substantially that you have a person who's still making allegations against Matt Lauer. Right. Right? Right. So I don't know that it changed my mind at all. No, I mean, I think, honestly, like, Matt Lauer is attempting to do what anybody would attempt to do if they did not want to have their reputation tarnished in the way that his is tarnished. Yeah. He's trying to defend himself, and he's doing it the only way he he knows how or can, which is to approach another journalist with a journalistic eye. Yeah. Um, whether or not that achieves what he's looking for, I, I think that remains to be seen, but... But it also smacks a little bit of um, a denial Mm -hmm. and not, you know, well, he does. He most blatantly does deny that um, he raped Brooke Nevels. That is. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Right. But I believe a woman when she uh, when she comes forward with an allegation, um, especially one that serious and. You know, she deserves her time to tell her story. Now, does Matt Lauer deserve the time to tell his story? Of course he does. Um, But I also, we all reserve the right to question his um, tactics. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't, like, I have my opinions about Matt Lauer. He seems like kind of, uh, you know, suspect. But I'm also a person who, you know, is taking only what I read. So that's just... But I also so what I'm saying is like my opinion is a low stakes opinion. I, if somebody came to me and said, would you hire Matt Lauer to do X, Y, Z, you know, then I would probably be a little bit more thoughtful about the due diligence. And if I were certainly like a um, an attorney or a prosecutor or if I was somebody who was trying to rely on the credibility of Brooke Nevels, then maybe I would give more of a more than a passing interest in, you know, mm-hmm. their credibility, because I don't know Brooke Nevels from mm-hmm. Adam and I don't know whether she's telling or, or whether the things she's saying are credible, I do know that it's um, that the story in Catch and Kill is a fascinating one, but it's so much bigger than just one particular um, allegation. And I do, uh, what I will say is I do enjoy, whether it's the Ben Smith piece, not really, I don't know that I need Matt Lauer to point out the necessity to hold people accountable for their journalism, you know, but I am glad that people are looking at the work that Ronan Farrow's doing because I think Ronan Farrow does run the risk of being a person in celebrity or being a person who's um, been really sort of lifted up by, uh, you know, certain parts of um, the entertainment and news industry. Like, I think it's important to keep him honest, right. right, to somebody to look because maybe the story is not too good to be true, but maybe there are things that he could have done differently and that, you know, makes everybody better. And then I would just take the next step to me would seem logical to look then at the publisher 
Um, because it seems like they would have a responsibility mm-hmm. to help vet his journalism, which, too. Which is interesting, because who was the publisher? Hachette. And remember, uh-huh. Hachette is the same publisher who was going to publish Woody Allen's uh, autobiography, memoir, mm. and then chose not to. Oh, the story's not done. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, hey, all of you who are keeping up with the Kardashians, don't worry. You're still going to be able to do it. I'll tell you how they're going to go forward with the filming of their television show after this on My Talk 1071. It's the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Stop, biatch. Okay, so for those of you who are like, I just want to make sure I can keep up with the Kardashians after this whole pandemic. Oh, yes, I'm so concerned. Um, The Kardashians have gotten new iPhones weekly so that they can safely film in quarantine. In other words, they were like, how are we going to get this TV show made? We should just keep filming by ourselves. So E! News has provided them, or not E! News, sorry, E! 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 Has been providing them with new iPhones weekly so that they can get their own footage. Can we sit with this for a minute? Yeah, I need to understand. So let's think this all the way through. They're allegedly in quarantine. Yeah. Right? But we know they're not. We know they're not. But so that's part of what it makes me wonder, right? Is they're going to be doing all this filming on iPhones. We're going to know that they weren't quarantining, that they were all together. Right? Or are they going to try to keep up the ruse that they were separate Part of the thing with the Kardashians is they always mess with the time-space continuum. Yeah. You have to always remember if you see... Well, and we forget, right? Because the things we see in tabloids are oftentimes timed to... Like, they're back-timed to give you a heads-up to pay attention. So if you see headlines... That's an indication that you should pay attention to what's about to happen on the show or the upcoming season. Exactly. Now, here's the thing that I find really interesting that I want you to hear, Bradley. Yes. So they have a producer. Her, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she. Um, Farnaz Farjam. Okay. And the producer. Uh, oh, okay. So it's a she. So she and Chris Jenner began to brainstorm ideas that would allow them to continue filming while also ensuring the health and safety of everyone involved. Right. So that's where they came up with this idea to. Um, use their own cameras. So this is what she says about how the recording has actually changed with this switch from a crew to a self-recording. She says that that would be the producer, Farnaz Farjam, says that... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It has been a, quote, big to do. And I quote, if Chris gets annoyed and walks out of the camera angle, it's not like we can follow her and continue shooting. She has to come back onto the screen and explain why she walked away. It's less fly on the wall because we have to give them direction and they have to be more informative with us. But because this is the Kardashians and they're entertain- entertaining regardless, it will be a fun watch for people. Okay, what well- jumped out to you in that? I'm mean, just a bunch of nonsense words. Uh, it will be interesting. It will be less fly on the wall. So what they're doing here is trying to convince us that what we see when we watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians is an actual window into their actual lives. Yeah, like somehow you are getting a unfiltered experience as if these people ever... The lie is... I mean, they live the lie, They're living a lie. There is no, like, the truth is not that truth. They are so good at the lie that they just live the lie. Does that make sense? Yes. No, and that's the point of it, is that, like, even in this, you know, quarantine time change, right, where now the Kardashians can't even have a whole film crew there to film them, they have to film themselves, she's still trying to keep up the ruse that what we've been watching, we haven't been watching, but what people have been watching all along is somehow not scripted yeah. or manipulated. Yeah. No, and it, it is. It will continue to be scripted and manipulated regardless of an iPhone or a camera crew. And instead, the the average 16 hours of footage that they get, get from each member of the Kardashians each week, that that will not somehow be manipulated yeah. into some weird storyline exactly. in the next season. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Does the name Amanda Stanton ring any bells for you? No, it didn't for me either. But she is an alum of The Bachelor. And uh, she's my D bag today. Ooh, another one. Yeah, another Another one. Another Bachelor Nation D bag. Uh, Amanda Stanton is my D-bag because she did a, uh, she did a, um, she documented, that's the word I was looking for, use social media to document a trip from California to Arizona for one reason. What was that? She drove from California to Arizona with her two daughters to get their hair done. What? Yes. Because of uh, like different restrictions or something? Because the salons are open in Arizona, but they are not in California. And 
she was desperate to get her not only her own hair done, but also her eight-year-old daughter, Kinsley. The two of them hopped in the car, and they drove from California into Arizona so that they could get their hair done. She said it was a very long trip. They peed on the side of the road. What? In nature, so that they wouldn't have to go into a public restroom. Okay. Um... But they feel like different people now that they got their hair done. Now, of what? course, I don't understand. people are being critical of this. So sh- this was not like a, this. She didn't say those things in defense of this or. No, this she this all. Well, she did then defend it because first she documented the trip and said, oh, you know, we went we you know went to get our hair done, had to stop on the side of the road to go potty. And then. um but we made it all the way there. We got our hair done. We feel like different people. Yay, us. And then critics, of course, were like, are you serious? This is so, this is like the problem with the world today. Like, she, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's like, I can't use a restroom. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to catch Corona. But I got to drive to a different state but, to get my herded. But I can let someone touch me. Mm-hmm. And not be concerned. Right. Like, maybe just don't get your hair did, Mm -hmm. and then you don't have to pee on the side of a dirt road. Mm -hmm. You can just pee in your house. Yep. This is so weird. Like, I don't... Also, where are you going that you need your hair done right now? So she goes... So then, you know, of course, because people took her to task. Yeah, rightly. She writes on her Instagram, I've been very strict with staying home since 314. I haven't even gone to the grocery store. I hadn't had my hair done since January. Are you feeling any sympathy right now? No, zero. And my hairstylist, who I've been going to for years, just opened her salon. I thought I'd rather go when she just opened rather than later when more people had been there. There were only a few people in the salon, and I knew every single person in there very well and trusted them. Can I have a moment right now? No, 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 no. This is the thing I have to say because it's driving me crazy. Crazy. When people say, oh, I trust that person. You don't like trust doesn't have nothing to do with it. You guys. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Because like I can trust a person, but I don't know where they've been. Trust virus does not care about trust. No, Virus is virus. All it needs is a human host. Whether you trust a person or not, that does not improve your chances. Then, then (laughs) she says, we were also very safe. Okay. We got tested before we left and we were negative. No. Okay. So can we no. sit with that for a moment? There's so many things wrong with that. They went and got a test when they were feeling a okay before, just because they wanted to get their hair done. Yeah. Also, what do we know about the test? <sighs> there are so many issues with testing right now that you can't rely necessarily on an antibody test to give you a result per se, mm-hmm. that you can trust. So, okay, can I just... can? I don't want to interrupt. I w- I'm just going to give you w- like quick, a quick upshot please of do. the remaining two paragraphs of her please justifying do. this. Some might think that this is going to great lengths to get my hair done, but honestly, I have nothing else to do. And I was isolating for a couple weeks, and I... And this... I 
just wanted to do this, basically, is what she says. Um, And I'm proud of myself for doing this and making responsible choices. And then she goes on to say, for those who are saying, why would she post it? Well, I posted it because I don't think I have anything to hide. And I choose to be honest with you guys, but I could choose not to be. I've seen so many people traveling by plane, hanging out in groups and doing much worse and not receiving any hate. And I feel good about doing all my part during this pandemic. That's all. But her hair looks good. Well, also, how many filters can you throw in your face, honey? Seriously, Girl. right now? Yeah. Okay, can I? Yeah, no, you may. Can I? Am no. I allowed? Go. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I don't care. I don't care. what. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Exactly. Because here's the truth. The truth is, there is a certain amount of risk that everyone has to decide for themselves what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. There are risk. You're going to have to make risk assessments for yourself day in and day out. I am too busy making my own risk assessments to figure out if what you did was appropriate. If you ask my opinion, I will give it to you Mm -hmm. and I will I will judge according to what my level of risk is. But this is something that people and I am not an expert, but I have lived through a period of my life where I had to be very, very thoughtful about when I engaged in sexual activity with other people. And this is because of the HIV and AIDS crisis Mm -hmm. and the level of public health education that I was given in terms of how to prevent the spread of disease. And what you learn in that moment, in that experience, is that... um, There is always a certain amount of risk. You are never guaranteed zero risk. And therefore, people do this thing, which I've noticed they're doing again, um, because they would do it in terms of like navigating sexual relationships. Like, oh, I trust that person. That person doesn't have this disease. Not sure how you know that. That's, I think, just called denial. Mm -hmm. But... This people are doing this thing now where they're like, here are the 50 justifications for why I'm doing this thing. Great. But don't kid yourself. And if you're literally just creating excuses and you're not just saying, I am accepting this risk, period, because that's all you're doing. Right. She's saying, I'm doing this risky thing. I get that there's a certain amount of risk or I mean, that's what they should say. And therefore, let the chips fall where they may. You're not like more or less likely to catch the virus based on your excuses. Right. So stop with all that. Stop with all that and just know that every time you leave the house, you are accepting a certain amount of risk. Mm -hmm. Some of us have to Mm -hmm. because of what we do for a living. Some of us have uh, no choice. Some of us do. There are 30 different other choices you're going to have to make in the next six months. So just get right with that and shut up about all the, the like, cockamamie like charts that you're going to draw to justify why you're okay doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it don't matter the virus either gonna get you or it ain't gonna get you and you just got to get right with it yeah you just got to get right (laughs) i'm sorry that just drives me nuts because i've seen people do that with sex all the time like yeah oh i i didn't wear a condom but i trust that person yeah what yeah I mean, you're right, Bradley. The it's not it, using trust is like that doesn't have anything to do with it. You to say I accept the risk yeah. that I took. Yeah. You don't make it about the other person. You need to make it about yourself. Yeah, because then it comes down to like, do you how do you judge people? And right. that's just a really faulty way of like navigating. Just right. say like, okay, if I go to the store today, like, for example, I know Jamie went to do a bunch of errands today. He is accepting a certain amount of risk by running those errands, but he is comfortable with that. 
And, you know, like instead of being concerned about people judging you for that, just be concerned about your own safety and make sure you're making choices you're comfortable exactly. with. Exactly. Um, Did we go on too long? You know, it's all right. I I, I kind of want to hear about your D-bag. I, I'm in a place right now. Oh. Can we hear mm-hmm. about your D-bag when we come back? Yeah, for sure. And then if we have remaining time, we have some conspiracy theories about a publicationship known as cutlery. But, you know, we'll just see where this show takes us, you guys. Okay. Let's just see. Let's just throw gosh. I'm really comfortable. I'm really comfortable with this. I just, I feel, I trust you. Okay, I trust well, you too. You look <laughs> like you don't have a virus. Okay, when we come back, we're going to hear who Bradley's D-bag is <laughs> on my talk 1071. All can learn over and over and over again on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Ah. You might want things a certain way. Uh, and you might even ask for them that way. But you might not get them that way. Uh, we did not finish our D-bag segment because we uh, really felt like we needed to spend some extra time with our last D-bag. And, yeah. you know, typically we like to bring you two D-bags. It's our commitment to you. On the Colleen and Bradley Show. So, with no further ado. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes, be careful in there, Colleen. I'm worried about Mm, you. Leave me alone. Okay, um, I need to tell you about my D-bag. There's a ghost in the studio. There is a ghost in the studio from earlier in the show. We learned that, but now we're focused on one Mm fairer Abraham. Oh, is she she a D-bag? Boom, boom. Yep, she is my D-bag today. Why? Because as one listener, or excuse me, one user on Instagram noted, my jaw jo- dropped after she saw what Farrah Abraham did. Mm-hmm. What did Farrah Abraham do? Well, we're going to have to mommy shame and oh. COVID shame Ooh. Farrah Abraham in this moment. Because did you know, first of all, that <laughs> Farrah Abraham has a new line of personal protective gear? I love this oh, one. Oh, like condoms? No, oh. for COVID, my dear. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> so face masks. Oh, geez. A condom for your face, basically, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she posted a video, apparently, a promotional video uh, with her and her 11-year-old daughter wearing the different models. Okay, well, that's yeah, interesting. Neat. She was promoting these face masks. Well, one mask in particular got people a little up in arms. Okay. And that is a mask that has an image of a rooster... Oh. With the word block underneath. Mm-mm. Implying the term bleep block. Nope, nope, nope. Bleep nope, block. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, so fine she, for an adult gal. She's got her 11-year-old wearing a naughty mask. Not acceptable. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that hilarious? Well, no. Uh, because <laughs> I'm sorry. If I gave something like that to my child, which start here, I would not do. If I handed something like that over to my daughter and she'd be like, what does this mean? Rooster block? And why is it on my mouth? Yeah, she would have no idea. (laughs) It's so bad. And then I would have to explain it to her, right? I wouldn't be like, honey, just put it on and shut up. I'd have to be like, well, sweetheart, another word for rooster and then explain it further. Can I can I make it worse? Oh, it gets worse? It gets worse. Because alongside her promotional video, she wrote the following. Quote, it's like my burka. 
It's like my freedom of expression. Girl. It's like my religion. It's my lifeline. It's hashtag take your bestie to get a mask now because friends don't let friends, family, coworkers, and strangers die. Okay, I want to just say what? one thing. <laughs> I think at the heart of the message, what she's trying to say I, well, is good luck take, to you. take care of yourselves and take care of others by wearing didn't a mask. We, by the way, didn't we used to do like Ferrisplaining or something no, similar? No, we should. Like where Farrah we tried translations? to fairies. Oh anyway, my gosh. So- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I appreciate your level of like uh, well, attention to her intention. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt for, you know, for I don't know. It's my burka? No, that's the problem. Like, that's where we encounter all the issues. But the part where she's saying, like, friends take care of each other, I'm like, okay, girl, that's sweet. Like, I want to give her kudos for the effort. True, but it's only but it's in service of else. selling her, her <laughs> yeah. dumbass masks. I mean, ass masks, that's a whole different... Well, somebody, I saw somebody post this thing saying, like, if a fart can make its way through, like, two layers of jeans, <laughs> how are you safe from coronavirus? Oh, but, God. I was like, that's not how that works. Anyway, oh. um, but I'm really I just... Can't. I'm <laughs> still, I'm still concerned about how, of the five or so mask designs she has, she picks the C-block one? Like what? Like you could have had a nice floral print, a tie dye. Also, she's that got tie dye by Farah. <laughs> yeah, so oh, don't put that on oh. your child. That poor child. She has no. I bet that child has no boundaries. Oh, absolutely not. Did you scroll down in that article a little bit to see the picture of the TikTok that Farah Abraham did, where she was all sexified? And, and then, then did a switch daughter. places with her mm-hmm. daughter, who then was dressed like her her mom. Yeah. No, they don't. Have, neither of them have boundaries. Okay. Hashtag thank you. take your bestie. That was delightful. You're welcome. Uh, hey, can I give you an update on a publationship? By all means. Okay, so this What's is a publationship. That's a relationship for publicity. Okay. And uh, specifically. We're talking about one that we have decided to call cutlery. What's cutlery, Bradley? That's Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari. Okay. So here's the news. Like, here's the latest on cutlery. The 411. This is the 411. Um, the TV show, Very Cavallari, or Vari Cavallari. It's Vari Cavallari. Sorry. Uh, that stars Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler is now being canceled oh no yeah so this is a show that aired on e and now they're canceling it and what i find really interesting about this is i was i didn't even know this show was on i didn't know it was a thing i had not even heard of the show until i heard about jay cutler and kristen cavallari's divorce 
And so when I heard that it's being canceled, I thought to myself, self, what if all of this divorce drama is a was a last ditch effort to try to get more people talking about Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler mm. to try to save the show. Mm. Because Interesting. here's why, and here's my case on that, yeah. is that all of that happened so fast. Yeah. They were quarantined together or they were stuck in the Bahamas. All of like the two of them together and their hair operation staff. Yep. And then they came back and almost within days they were announcing this divorce. And every day there is an article about this divorce that comes directly from Kristen Cavallari. Yep. Well, that's interesting. So I, I like this because typically the only reason we're talking about a publicationship is because it's in service of some creative endeavor. Right. And that's either a lifestyle brand, which, by the way, she has, right? Yes. Well, what's her website? She has a Vari company. Cavallari. No, she has like a lifestyle brand, I think. Oh, I don't know. I've seen pictures of her at the factory where they're pumping out all these things and things. Anyway, um, so it's either in service of that or a TV show or both in this case, more likely. But yeah, if you want people to renew your show, you've got to get people buzzing about you. It's called, um, by the way, it's called Uncommon James. That's the uh, because that's website. what we would think of. What about thought, Draper obviously. James? Isn't that like a direct competitor? Yeah, probably. Isn't that uh, Reese, Reese Witherspoon? Witherspoon's? But here's the thing about, because just to kind of take it a step further, yeah. Kristen Cavallari would have had ample, ample uh, alert that they were considering canceling the show. Or if she wasn't told that explicitly, she would know what the ratings were and mm-hmm. what the buzz was. Okay. And so I, I would not put it past her to go, okay. We got to get people watching. We got to get people talking about us as a last ditch effort. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not back together within the next few months. Oh, you think? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I, I almost think that that's less relevant in so far as she can do her show without him. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Holly, you had an interesting theory. It was similar to your theory, Colleen. Uh-huh. My theory about Kristen Cavallari and her whole breakup with Jay Cutler and publicizing it in the way that she has is that she understood that perhaps E wasn't very interested in very Cavallari anymore. So maybe she's like, man, I got, I got to get some headlines for myself mm-hmm. because if I'm going to be shopping myself around to other networks and other production companies, I need to make sure that they know that I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. And that you better I'm, work it. Mm-hmm. You got to put your thing down. But somewhere in there is it. the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I really, I, I, I think you're right. I think somewhere between our two theories is there's, there's an, uh, it's so obvious. There is a reason why they are making this divorce so public. Otherwise, well, it, it would just, it would, they would just fade the, away. The, the teller or the teller, the tell is we've never talked about these people. Right. And now we're talking about them. The same is true with uh, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. We talked about them, sure, if he had an album coming out or if she had a new movie role. But we didn't talk about their day-to-day lives at all. And the reason we didn't is because they had not, you know, formed that holy alliance of a publicationship. Right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what are you binging on right now? What you binge on? I mean, it can be food if you want. I don't care. Or TV. Sure. Whatever. 
651-641-1071 in general. What are you binging right now? Give us a call. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.